Welcome to Courageous by Crossroads Apologetics, a look into what motivates us to step out in courage and the everyday bravery of men and women like you. In each episode, we hear a personal story of bravery centered around this question. What's the most courageous thing you've ever done? And now your host, founder of Crossroads Apologetics, Jeff Johnson. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Courageous, the podcast, where we ask the question, what's the most courageous thing you've ever done? I'm excited to uh, have you all listen to a friend of mine, Pastor Hassan John. I originally met him over in the UK, and uh, he's a pastor that operated out of Joss, Nigeria for a long time and has since relocated back to the UK. But he's one of these people that inspires me. Every time I sit down and have the opportunity to visit with him, he's um, been a guest in my home. And uh, you'll hear a little bit about that in the podcast. But um, he's one of these people that just blesses me just being in his presence and a real example of what courage looks like. So let's jump right in and listen to Hassan John tell us what's the most courageous thing he's ever done. Tell us a little bit, Hassan, about where we find you for our listeners so that they can put you in context. Tell them a little bit about, there's a lot to your background, but you can tell them just a little bit or a lot of bit, whatever you want to do, but uh, tell them who you are and where you're at now and what you're doing. Okay. So my name is Hassan John. I'm currently uh, in Pusey, that's in in in, um, in England, where I work with Barnabas Aid as a project manager for Africa. So what we do, basically, it's helping and taking support to Christian communities, the suffering Christian communities, actually all over the world. But I'm more particular, or rather, my area of focus is in Africa, where we go to most of these communities that are devastated by radical Islamic groups. And uh, well, basically um, where Christians are suffering for their faith, I would say. And uh, perhaps those that have followed the the recent reports by Open Doors, uh, these are areas where it is the most dangerous to be a Christian, but we're doing our best to work with our brothers and sisters in these communities. Now in terms of background, I. I would say I am a priest of the Anglican Diocese of Jos, um, a journalist, but also, uh, I, I don't know, I do every other thing I'm told to do. <laughs> That's in short how I can explain it. <laughs> you're a priest and you're a, a journalist. Now, when I first met you in 2016, you were spending a year at Oxford University studying Christian apologetics so that you could go back to Jos, into the yeah. community there, and... Um, and serve the Christians there, and you That's had, right. and you had some uh, some notoriety because you were a reporter with CNN. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Yes. So we did a lot of reporting actually with CNN. Uh, I was a local producer that worked with the CNN team to break the story about the abduction of the Chibok school girls that started the Bring Back Our World campaign worldwide. Uh, these these secondary schools that were abducted by the terrorist group Boko Haram in northeastern Nigeria. And we've done many other projects after that, yes. Wow, amazing. And married and children, and tell us about that, Hassan. Yeah, so I'm married to Hannah too, my amazing wife, and I have, uh, so I have four children. Three are my biological children. That's 
Valerie Lester and Sharon, but we adopted Stella, who is again uh, going around and reporting these killings in central Nigeria. I came across this girl whose parents uh, were killed by radical Fulani militia groups. So we adopted her and she's an amazing girl now as part wow. of our family. Yeah. Wow. And is she still in so, Nigeria or is she in England with you? Uh, she's she's still in Nigeria. We're still working on her adoption papers. Wow. 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 Yeah. Well, this, this podcast is on the topic of courage and I can't think of a better person to be talking to about this topic than you, Hassan. But before we get into the big question, what's the most courageous thing you've ever done? Tell me, how would you define courage? Uh, Jeff, this is quite difficult to define. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the right person to do that. <laughs> well, this is simply because also, um, I think it's just it's just putting your heart, um, whatever the consequences, into doing something that will... Uh, I, I think just doing something that let me put it this doing what is right at the at, at a very difficult moment, uh, at a very challenging moment. I, I don't know how so so usually it's an instinctive thing that's driven out of uh, an immediate passion or an immediate challenge that is before before one and and you just step out and do it. Uh, sometimes you really don't think it's a courageous thing until after it's done, then you look back. And and people say, oh well, that's a courageous thing to do. But at that moment, that's really the listing on your mind. You just wanted to do something to save an immediate situation. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, where does the inspiration come from? For me, I would say, um, basically, I would just simply say my faith in Christ and the and the the drive to do what is right and what is just, uh, irrespective of who is involved at any moment in time, and to just simply do it to the best of my ability at that moment in time as well. Um, and, and just do it not because, you know, I, I want any acknowledgement or I need any reward or anything. It's just to just simply do because it's right, because that's what the Lord would expect me to do, basically. Mm-hmm. You hear about a lot of heroic endeavors and people running into burning buildings or rescuing people from violence, one sort or another. And oftentimes you hear those people say afterwards that it was, I'm not a hero. I was just doing the thing that I was supposed to do. So you'd be in that same kind of category. It's just the right thing that God puts in front of you to do at that moment. Yeah. And like I said earlier on, sometimes it's just an instinctive uh, action. You just see something and immediately the adrenaline kicks in and then you just move. And Jeff, I must say most of the time without even thinking. Um, <laughs> so, so, so you don't even think of the dangers. You don't even think of what would happen to you. You just, you just respond immediately and as quickly and as fast as you can. And that's the only way I can explain it. Well, I don't want to take anything away from whatever you want to share with us about your most courageous thing, but have you had some close calls, Hassan? Oh, several. <laughs> Quite a number, I would say. I, I could I could go into a, a list of them because yes, I, I did I was shot at, I think, twice. Um, one by the army, second the other one was trying to save uh, someone who so it was in Jaws during uh, one of the crises uh, between Muslim and Christian communities. And it was just an instinctive move to get into a building because I thought there were people there and there were just gunshots going all over the place. So I turned this corner 
And there was this young man uh, pointing a gun at my face and he fired. Uh, I just ducked and ran as fast as I could. And then, of course, like I said, uh, just, I came into this community as well. And then it's, it's an armored car with, a, with, a, with the soldiers came in, turned around. So this soldier came out of his armored car, looked at my direction, went on his knees, raised his gun and just fired. And what saved my life was a was a brick building just in between me and the soldier because the moment he raised the gun, I was together with a friend. I I, I shouted for the my friend to go down, uh, so we all went down. Uh, unfortunately, my friend uh, got hit by the bullet, but thankfully he saved. He was he survived. Yeah, and and, and quite a number of a number of incident. I mean, incidences that one can name uh, that that you know we've come face to face with. I, I could also mention, well, this one I would say the Lord saved me because we went into a community where, um, so there was a reported shooting. So with my friend, we went to that area, but I was just a minute ahead of my friend who was also was a journalist. So we came to a, 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 an intersection, a road just split into two and I took the left road by instinct and he took the right when he came behind me. Unfortunately for for him, um, even though we were communicating on phone, his phone suddenly went dead. But unfortunately, uh, we found his dead body mutilated and uh, completely hugged with machetes and things like that. A couple of hours later, oh my. so yeah, one, one would I would say we've had quite a quite close calls a number of times. Wow. Well, you are definitely a man of courage, Hassan, and uh, and a dear friend of mine. I don't know. Um, if I could put this in context with our listeners, because this is kind of a long story, but my mother unexpectedly passed away in uh, October of 2018. And I had had the opportunity to have you and um, my other friend, Justice, who's been on this podcast before as well, coming to stay at my house for a week. And you and I had not met each other personally and hadn't had that kind of contact, but Justice and I had. Well, his visa yeah. fell through but yours was accepted. And so yes. the day after my mother's funeral, I ended up going out to the airport in Des Moines and picking up you to come stay at my house, somebody who I'd <laughs> I never met. And I'm telling you, Hassan, that was the most blessed week that I can remember. And I just thought to myself in retrospect, looking back, how much does God love me that after my mother had passed away unexpectedly, God sent a Nigerian pastor that I'd never met before to come stay in my house for a week and minister to me and, and pal around with me. And um, so anyway, you're an absolute blessing. And during that week, of course, I got to learn a lot about uh, the courage that you've exhibited over your life, which is massive and much more for than one podcast can, can hold. But um, anyway, let me go ahead and jump right into it then, Hassan, because I'm sure our listeners want to know, how would you answer that question? What's the most courageous thing you've ever done? Uh, Jeff, this is a, a very difficult question, honestly, simply because, um, like I said, um, well, now looking at it in hindsight, one could say um, basically that, so I think there was this community. Uh, this was on, I, I remember clearly, I think it was on the 10th of January. This was in uh, 2010. Uh, when I came into this community, uh, the community was under attack. 
there were lots of gunfire going on. And so there were, again, houses were burning because there were petrol bombs being thrown at, at buildings as they were burning. And I, I, I looked at this. This was in Jaws, yes. yes. In the, actually near the city center in Jaws. Uh, and so, so the thing was, we were so, so desperate. The houses were closing in. The little community, all the Christians, particularly women and children, had gathered in the center of the little community. Now, the youths were trying to ward off the attackers by throwing rocks at them and trying to, to drive them out. But they were throwing petrol bombs and the houses were closing in. And unfortunately for us, actually annoyingly, I must add, that we had the army that was called into the situation. But what they did was, rather than intervening, an armored car or a personnel car will drive through the community and they will fire a few shots into the air and then they will drive away. And I tried stopping one of the soldiers to say, hey, can you help? We have, I, I, I think there, are, there must be close to 50 women and children that were all huddled up together. So I tried to move them close to a church. And just there, the women just started singing um, and you know, just calling out to the Lord for intervention. And so at, at that time also, I called my Bishop, Archbishop Benjamin Kwashi at that time to explain the situation. And he said, look, do whatever you can to get this, these people out. And there was just, we were surrounded because the gunshots were coming from all over the place and the houses were burning. So he did say, look, whatever you have to do, try and get the, the men and the women out. So I, I moved, um, I tried meeting with um, one of the pastors that was in the community and I said, hey, what can we do? And he says, I don't know what to do because we don't know what is ahead of us. But to the Lord's miraculous intervention, I remember that day, um, there was the smoke from the buildings. Now there was this gentle breeze that blew the smoke towards a particular direction uh, in that community. So what we did therefore was I called out to the women and children. I said, let's move, let's get into the smoke. In my mind, I said, well, that would give us a little screen so that even if they were shooting at the other end, uh, not too many will be killed, but at least a lot of the women and children will get through. So we moved in. Uh, it was in between some burning buildings, but we were able to push more than 50 women and children through that smoke. And they kept, we kept going and pushing and pushing until we got out of the community. And by God's divine miracle, by the time we got out of the buildings that surrounded that place, we found out that there was that place was there was absolutely nobody there. All those that were shooting had moved to another direction. And so we were able to get the women and, and the children out of that, that community that day. And just about 200 meters ahead of us was a group of soldiers. I would say about four or five trucks filled with soldiers. They were just sitting down there watching from a distance as people were being shot at and as buildings were burning. I, I just can't forget that day. Anyway, we, we went out, got all the women and the children. I was able to carry those that were, that were injured and we got them to a safe place where they got some, some treatment. I, I think that was one of the memorable days I can remember. That is hero stuff, Hassan. That's amazing. And well, go ahead. No, I was just saying, well, at, at that time, you know, all, all it was, I would say the survival instinct just kicked in. But like I said, we saw also the hand of God playing through in this. 
because if not for for that gentle breeze that blew that huge huge plume of smoke and then the, the desire to say look let's let's just go through it let's hope that it is going to be a cover and, and indeed it was because i was saying well even if people got shot at least not everybody some people will be able to escape and indeed the lord saved us that day that's a that's a miracle if that plume of smoke hadn't been there hassan you heavens what would have the happened? story would have been different definitely yeah uh, but i believe that one it was a direction pointing us to where we needed to go uh, by god's divine intervention but also to save the lives of those women and children uh that day yeah it was amazing wow um i've heard it said before that all people of faith have courage would you agree with that statement i will agree with that because because I would say that for me in that situation, I just knew that if God wouldn't save us, then nobody or nothing can. And so at that moment, it's just simply relying on the Lord to just do what he would choose to do, whichever way it went. The thing was to just do again what we felt was in our position to do also. And so we just moved on. Mm. Who... um... Thank you for sharing that story, Hassan. That's an amazing story and one that I've heard before too, and it still gives me chills. What's um, what's a person that inspires you with courage? Who inspires you when you think about a courageous person? I would say that when when we think of a courageous person, um, hmm, I would say I'll say there are there are quite a number of people, a number of people in the sense that. Most of the times, I think we hear stories about people and heroes, and like you did mention at the beginning of this program, at this podcast, that there are quite a number of people that are heroes. And we, you know, from time to time, a lot of them, you, you'll see them on the news or you hear them speak on television, on the media, and you say, hmm, well, if I was in that situation, I definitely wouldn't put my life at risk, you know, <laughs> from a distance. But the judgment call comes, and I think some of these heroes that we see at some point, as much as we watch or listen to them, they leave something in our hearts that when the time comes, we tend to also do the best we can. Uh, Because I I think if we do mention, so like in Joss, I would say, um, outside a lot of the teaching and the and the and the uh, mentoring that i got from my archbishop benjamin kwashi uh, there are also i would say um even among us uh, either with journalists or, or quite a number of people that have have led their lives or rather they've gone through very dangerous situations trying to to do the best they can you know from time to time uh, you, you get these stories, you meet with people, you sit and have a discussion with them and you say, how did you do that? Or what happened? And you hear their stories. But let me say interestingly, Jeff, that I think some of those that really inspired me were, were the women and children in those villages that I've, that I've been to, and I've been to more than 150 of them that have suffered one attack or the other. And there are these women and children that, even in the face of the of, of the threat of death, they will not give up their faith. So that little courage they have, you know, standing on, on what they believe, standing on the Lord Jesus Christ, that, that is a huge inspiration for me, also in, in doing what I have to do. So 
So I think I think it's, it's actually just a number of things put together. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. What? Well, so back to the time when you came and stayed with me. After that, we went to an event in Arizona, and I remember uh, when you were getting on your flight to go back home to Nigeria. One of the things that you were bringing back home with you was a big box that had a giant tarp yes. in it, and it had a tarp in it because your church that you were the pastor of back in Joss had been bombed. And so you had yes. a tarp so that you were creating a covering for the church. I've never, <laughs> that's right. I, I mean, I hate to chuckle about it, Hassan, but I've never been in a church that's been bombed before. And that was unfortunately not that odd for you. So talk about courage in the face of that. Yeah. So the, my church was bombed actually twice, Jeff. Uh, the first time it was destroyed and bombed. So and and the idea was to was to make sure that we, we were chased out of the community and you know Christianity was destroyed in that area. But what we did was we tried to rebuild it and 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 did a, an appreciable job in you know rebuilding and roofing and getting you know uh, and beginning our church services there. Then it was attacked again and it was destroyed. So this time around. Uh, with, with a couple of friends, and I must do, I must mention here, uh, Frog Owing and Amy Owing uh, from from Oxford here when I was calling in 2016, with their friends they contributed some money and got us a tent. We call it the tent of, of meeting. <laughs> yes. So they got us a tent. Now rather than having a building that we were bombed, so we had this huge tent that had a seating capacity of about uh, it would take about 200 people in that tent. So we set it up. And then, uh, on so 1st October is usually our Independence Day celebration here. And on that day, uh, yet again, the church was attacked. Uh, luckily for us, it was, uh, it was on a Friday. Uh, so it was destroyed. And so what they did was they brought all the chairs and the, and the, the, the huge speakers and the music equipment set, and set them all on fire with the hope that the church was going to burn. However... Again, to God's intervention, the tent itself didn't burn, just a huge hole in the center of it. So when, 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 when I came, <laughs> I'm going to say with you, Jeff, uh, the patch we got on, on that top was to patch that, that huge hole, that gaping hole that was left in our church, and to continue service. So we went back, patched that huge gap in it, and to God's glory, we kept singing and dancing and praising the Lord and just... Wow. You know, enjoying ourselves in the presence of the Lord. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. And yes, <laughs> you're you're speaking of the people that donated. You're speaking of Frog, or Ewing and Amy, or Ewing, which are wonderful Christian leaders in the UK. So, and I know great friends of yours and of your ministry. So that's wonderful. Um, okay, last question before we let you go here, Hassan. Somebody out there listening is probably facing a opportunity to be brave or to practice courage and they're wondering yeah. whether or not they should do it or um, how to be motivated to move forward how would you encourage people to step out and encourage yeah jeff i think the simple answer for me is hold on to jesus look unto the lord there are things that our intelligence will not help uh, our capacity and our experiences will fall short, whatever we do. There are just times that when we depend on the Lord and we know 
that the maker of the universe is just right there beside us. He has the capacity to do, it's all powerful. Then we know absolutely that he is and will intervene uh, at any moment in time if he you know, chooses that according to his purpose. And I have, so Jeff, l- let me put it this way also, that in all these years of, of challenges, and we've gone in this in, in central Nigeria for nearly 15 years now, with every step of the way and every challenge and, ch- and crisis we faced, my faith had increased because I've seen more and more that depending on the Lord, he makes ways where, you know, where it seems impossible for anything to happen. I, I would have been sitting here speaking with you today. I would have been dead long ago, if not because of that faith and, and just a dependency on the Lord. So this is not to say it's all about, you know, the the daily prayer and fasting and doing so many things and activities to please the Lord. No, it's just that inner confidence and dependency on the Lord, knowing that he is there and surrendering everything to him. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's a little difficult for me to explain because it's just, it's just like being in love. <laughs> I'm trying to explain to someone who's never experienced it how what it takes to be in love. So that's those are the kind of things. It's just this connection with the Lord that you know that it will be well. So in the thick of all things, uh, with all the dangers and everything, Jeff, I still go to bed and I still sleep comfortably, knowing that the Lord is in charge and He's in control. Uh-huh. Amen. Well put. Trust in the Lord. Hassan John, thank you so much for um joining us on the podcast my friend and uh, may the good lord continue to bless you and may you continue to be an example of um of courage in god's mighty hand for all of us thank you so much jeff thank you for the great honor and privilege to be on this podcast thank you so much thank you for joining us today on courageous if you'd like to hear more about the work and ministry being done at crossroads apologetics please visit our home on the web at crossroadsapologetics.org Would you or someone you know like to be featured on Courageous? Send us an email at info at crossroadsapologetics.com or info at crossroadsapologetics.org telling us about the most courageous thing you've ever done.